Welcome back to See and Free Studio. This is the place where we discover what makes us unique, special, and different. I was just talking to my brother recently, and my, if anybody knows my brother out there, he is genius. Uh, he is multifaceted. He's good at lots and lots of things. And that's made it tough for him over time to kind of just pinpoint exactly what he wants to do because he's good at so many different things. And I think some of us have that um, that you know problem where we have multiple interests, hobbies, vocations, things that we could do and so we don't always know exactly what um, our USD is and in other cases we know exactly what uh, what that common thread is and so I cannot wait to hear how our next guest has walked that path and, and where he falls on, on that side of the spectrum. Uh, Dwight Elliston is here with us today. He is a native of Jamaica. He immigrated to the US as a teen and has spent the last 17 years in Atlanta, where he's given immeasurably to causes aimed to make the city a better place to live, work, and play. He co-founded the Atlanta Southside Up to strengthen neighborhoods and communities. He has worked on the Atlanta Beltline Project and advocated for equity on the development of that project. He writes positive news stories of Atlanta uh, for Atlanta in town about the community south of downtown Atlanta. His day job is actually data analytics in the bank regulatory sector, so something tells me this guy is pretty multifaceted. Please welcome Dwight Elliston. Thank you so much, and thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yes, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I've gotten to talk to you on the phone. We got uh, introduced through mutual friends. So I'm glad you could join us today. Dwight, will you tell everybody what you're doing these days? Obviously something in Atlanta, because you're doing a lot for the community, but what are you doing these days with your time? Yeah, gosh, right? <laughs> what am I not doing? And I'm not shuttling folks um, to get signed up for COVID vaccines. Um, so, I am, I mean, you know, besides my day job, which I won't really talk about, um, you know, my day job is in data analytics in the banking sector, um, bank regulation. Um, so outside of that, I, I have been playing in the real estate market. Uh, I, I suppose what I would have to call myself these days would be a property developer. Um, and I'm, I mean, it's just something, an interest that I've taken into maybe about six years ago when I realized that the financial crisis had really hollowed out opportunities for uh, the working poor to have a decent place to live. And so I decided that I would take some of my own money and figure out how I can be a solution. And so I started purchasing properties and renovating them and then renting them out to in communities where there are you know, a lot fewer opportunities for economic advancement. So I've been doing that. Um, I also started to pursue my passion, um, other passion, I should say, uh, which is traveling. I, my husband and I travel quite a bit. So just right now we can't do that, so it's really painful. Um, and as part of that travel, I generally try to find places where I can also pursue my additional interests of, of um, art collecting and and also wine collecting. I, I absolutely love wines. And so. And I go to the different wine growing regions of the world and try to find, you know, uh, interesting and unique grapes. And, you know, then from there, I've maybe, I, I generally travel with a wine, wine suitcase. So um, I'll bring back a case of some interesting wines from some far flung regions and usually some, you know, rolled up canvas with some art. So that's kept me pretty busy. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and, you know, definitely now that we've not been traveling so much, um, I just get the opportunity to really, you know, display my artwork at home and kind of rotate the things on the wall and remind myself of the time when we used to travel. So, so yeah, um, that's my world today. Yeah. I, I love it. Well, I know I think we are all kind of we that wonderlust uh, is is and a lot of us these days. Even if people weren't interested in travel before, they probably wish they could now. Um, right, so, right. Dwight, you know, we talked about a little bit on the phone when we met um, about the concept of the show and you know what makes you unique, special, and different. And as I was listening to you, I was like, this guy is is like a Renaissance man. <laughs> he's he's you know dabbled in a lot of different things from the arts to the you know to analytics to to all kinds of different pursuits. So what do you think is that USD uh, when you look at all of the things that you're interested in? Yeah, you know, I, I, I struggle with that question very often. I, I think that, you know, being a left brain thinker and a right brain thinker, kind of, you know, straddling both sides there, uh, it's really, I think that is my USD really, because you know, it allows me to be able to explore so many different facets of life and understand the strategic and the tactical and see how the two are connected. Um, in my professional life, I mean, what I've learned over the years is that it's made it easier for me to recognize where I add the most value. And I've learned that you know, I should not be too much into the weeds, not too much into details, because the greatest value I can bring to an organization or a process really is to be at the 30,000 foot level and understand uh, the, the, the shape and the contours of, of strategy and using that to really guide decision making um, that and, and help those who are working in the trenches uh, to execute better. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. I, we've had a couple of guests talk about that. You know that they it took them a while to figure it out because they do have these strong right and left brain qualities. Um, but I think at the core of what I'm hearing for you, Dwight, is like you like to help people. <laughs> I mean, you use that brain to, to help people make decisions, and you're helping the community so much. I mean, has that been something that's been common for you for most of your life, where you just want to help help the communities around you and the people around you? It is. It has been. Um, I, I think because um, I'm a problem solver at heart as well. So, you know, I do see, I do I, I try to identify opportunities where I can help people. Um, and that's something that seems to come naturally for me. Yeah. Did Where did you... Where do you think you maybe picked up on that? Because you talked about the fact you lived in, you grew up in Jamaica, then you moved to the States. Yeah. You know, was there like a defining moment for you um, where you kind of discovered this about yourself or uh, did it had just happened over time? I, I think it, well, in retrospect, I suppose I have to say uh, it may be something that happened over time, but I, I do recall a crystallizing moment for me when I lived in DC. Um, and I think this was in the late 1990s. Um, I don't remember who was in the White House then, I guess, yeah. Well, it had to be Clinton. <clears throat> um, but I recall there was a, a moment, I was reading something in the paper about um, 
the immigrant communities that live in along the uh, 16th Street corridor that goes all the way up to um, Adams Morgan and beyond. And I, I remember thinking about ways that I could just kind of add more value to my life or, or find a more sense of purpose and meaning. And I wanted to do something, and it wanted, I didn't want to do something that was, like, I didn't want to teach English, right? Because um, I'm like, that's, to some, in some respects, I'm like, oh, you know, there are lots of properties for people to do that. There's something else that I can add. Um, and so I thought about the trajectory, um, you know, of the immigrant experience and my, me being an immigrant myself and thinking about my own parents and my own situation. Uh, and I thought about ways I could add value there. And so I decided that I would go to this or this community center that was running classes in a church. And I talked to them about um, teaching uh, immigrant uh, household, immigrant, you know, immigrants then generally, I'm just like looking for an adjective here, um, how to uh, use a computer and different kinds of um, technologies that can facilitate them to move from jobs in, uh, you know, housekeeping to jobs doing things like fixing computers, learning to work in an office job, and so on. So it's basically creating more opportunities. And I remember that being a really, um, you know, seminal moment for me where I realized the value that I can add outside of the work that I do professionally. And, um, and that really inspired me to lean into that some more. So when I moved away from DC and moved to Atlanta, um, that became something that I focused on more intently. Yeah, that's great. And I, I lived in Atlanta for a while when I was there with Coca-Cola. Um, you know, I, I know actually some of the projects that you worked on uh, or that you continue to work on. Uh, and, you right. know, it's been going through a lot of change, Atlanta, uh, for years and years um, and, and growth and scale. Uh, you know, what, what do you think is the most important thing to help uh, the, the people of Atlanta these days? Yeah, that's a loaded question, Jen. I know it um, is. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I was just driving in and I was thinking about, um, I was over there near the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium and there was a new, there's a new section of the bat line that was just opened there. And, you know, it's gleaming, it's beautiful. And, and I look around and I'm like, wow, this is Vine City. The bat line is here in Vine City and you know Vine City had never been synonymous for the longest time it has not been synonymous with progress and anything positive right and so I think that for me uh, the opportunity that I see really is um, identifying more ways that policymakers can make choices that promote equity uh, and reduce inequality uh, because we, you know, ultimately, you know, you know, that our lived experiences come down to the choices that that we make on the one hand, but then the choices that others make that shape the environment in which we live. And so many of the less, you know, more disadvantaged people in 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 this region um, sometimes aren't aware that they have the power to to affect 
change. And so I find myself being that voice very often for those who don't have that voice. Um, and I do that by writing letters to elected officials, do that by volunteering on different commissions um, and being that voice and, and articulating the things that, you know, are some of the unpopular things, you know, or positions to take. Um, one particular thing that I'm carrying, I've, I've been particularly intense about lately is, you know, um, people experiencing homelessness. I'm like, it is not okay to give someone a tent so they can live under a highway. It is not okay. No, we have to be better. We can do better. And if that means we have to, you know, step outside the box and find some solutions, let's do that. But it is not okay. Um, and we, and, and, and we can't, we have to think about the languages. We, we can't call them urban campers. And they are not homeless people. No one is born homeless. They are a person who is experiencing a temporary situation of homelessness. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, that's where I am. <laughs> I, I like it. And I mean, and I can tell you're passionate about it. And, you know, like you said, you've got kind of a unique one perspective and abilities that a lot of people maybe don't have. Um, just your ability to problem solve and to take lots of information and make sense of it for people um, and and help these communities and use your voice. I mean, I think that's great, Dwight, that you're doing that because um, I think people need a voice more than ever these days. Um, you know, this is a part of the show where I like to ask a, a random question, um, and you get to pick a number between one and twenty-five, and uh, that'll be the okay. question that I ask you. So, what question? What what number right. would you like? I'll go with the number that corresponds to the day of my birth, seventeen. All right. Okay. What is your favorite childhood memory? Wow. Okay. Deep. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, so I remember, yeah, it, there's quite a few of them, actually. So I have to say it was, uh, there was one time we went, oh, we meeting my family, my dad and my, um, and my, my brother, actually, all, all of us did, even my sisters. Um, we went to this farm that my dad who was a country boy at heart my, my dad used to rent a farm which really was a, not really a farm it was a patch of land that one of his friends owned um but it was this way of kind of having the country um in this you know what's really greater suburban kingston so my dad would take us there to go fishing um and you know to learn how to plant and so on and it was much closer to home than you know, the part of the country where his, he was from. So that to me was a really great and favorite memory because I learned how to fish. Um, I remember just being in, the, in that valley and I can picture it today. Um, it was just so bucolic and was just such a an enriching experience. And, you know, I, I, because I'm the youngest, it's not, I didn't have, I don't feel like I had a lot of opportunities to do a lot of things with my dad because by the time I came around, it was like, you know, he was always busy working and sometimes he'd work away from home for many, many weeks at a time. And so those times when I did get to go to that place with him, it's called Golden Springs. I do 
it's it's a memory that I cherish. Um, it's a memory that I cherish because I'm a mama's boy and I've always been close to my mom. So, you know, whenever I got to spend time with my dad, it was just special because I'm like, okay. And, you know, I get to build that memory and those bonding moments. And, and even as I became, when I became an adult and, you know, I would take my dad on vacations with me, um, I think in very many ways I've kind of tried to recreate those experiences that we used to have when he would take us up to his part of the land in the country. Yeah, that's great. I Thank you for sharing. Um, I, sure. You know, I, I think that those are the things that we, we need to hold on to. And uh, I, I find it interesting that you are now, you know, in property development, you're also taking land <laughs> and doing something with it. I know. Still, <laughs> all these years I know. later. Yeah, for, it is. Other people. <laughs> all these years later, exactly. Because yeah. my dad was a, he was a home builder. You know, that's what he did as his, you know, his, his skills, skills trade. So, you know, somehow it's coming back full circle. I mean, both my parents are deceased now, but it's like, wow, okay, this is interesting that this is what I'm kind of, gravitating towards so <laughs> yeah he's li living through you uh that's that's fantastic uh, dwight that's that's great yeah. um you know uh another thing we like to do on the show is talk about and highlight organizations we want to support and i know you're involved in many um but one that you that uh, that you wanted to talk about today is the rosemary k witter foundation and the work that they're doing for lupus would you mind sharing some information about them and how people can get involved yeah Sure, absolutely. So definitely just go to the website. Uh, you know, our Rosemary K. Witter Foundation, you can definitely just Google it. It will take you straight there. Um, and Rosemary was my cousin, my first cousin. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't get the opportunity to meet Rosemary until we were both in New York together. Um, she moved away to New York uh, shortly after I was born. Um, and... And, you know, of course, I followed several years later. Um, but Rosemary passed away from lupus. And, you know, we had a very special bond. Um, you know, she helped me get my first job out of college. We used to go to, you know, when I was in college, you know, we used to go to the, um, she was already in the working world, but we used to go to check out the scenes in New York together. I remember going to the New York and Poets Cafe several times with her. Um, we also enjoyed wandering the, the streets of uh, Midtown, going out through Koreatown, as we tried to make our way home from work sometimes. Um, and, you know, we tried just different things in the city. And it was kind of uh, a really unique way for us to kind of bond. And it was unfortunate that, you know, she was diagnosed with this disease. And, and when she passed away, her mom with my aunt and her sister, um, they decided to create a foundation um, in her name, uh, specifically to help fund research for finding a cure and better therapies for the disease. So um, I was one of the founding board members and I've since stepped aside, and, um, but I continue to support the foundation to this day. And it's one that I do hold dearly. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And I think lupus is uh, one of those diseases that people don't know a lot about. Uh, I believe it affects the autoimmune system. 
Um, and some yes, of the, I think some celebrities are bringing some attention to it. Nick Cannon and Selena Gomez. I'm seeing much more talked about it, but many of us don't know a lot about the effects it has um, on the body and how um, yeah. and how it can really affect someone's life. So thank you for bringing attention to it. Um, I want to encourage people to please give to the foundation um, so that uh, people like Rosemary, um, who are suffering with lupus, can actually have a, a good life and continue to hang out with their cousins and see and see the town. So thanks, Dwight, for sharing that. Um, really appreciate it. Sure. As you think about, you know, this COVID curtain being lifted and you being able to go out into the world again and enjoy it, uh, what are you most looking forward to? Is there a certain trip you've got planned or some art or wine yes. you want to go pursue? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, we have some friends who wanted to go to um, go back to Napa, really. Um, in fact, uh, my husband's colleague and friend, uh, Christy, has been really planning this it's like we've got to go back to napa uh, and our favorite winery there is you know brown estates um which you know they're jamaican stew uh and so we love we love we love it out there and so that's the first place that i'd like to go the second place i'd like to go is south africa mm. so <laughs> definitely looking forward to those yes yeah, yeah. I, um, I never got down to the southern part of South Africa. Um, I really, I need to make it back there too and see that. Um, but if you do come to Napa, LA is not that far if you want to come down and hang right, out. Right, right, <laughs> so right. Southern California, yeah, I'll show my you the coast. Uh, for sure. No, yeah. we, that's, that's, it's definitely on the list. My, my husband's uh, best friend and his godchildren live in LA. So uh, we do have to make a visit, so. So yes. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'd love I'd love to meet you in person, you and your husband. So sure. please uh, please consider it when you finally get lifted. Well, Dwight, I'm so Absolutely. glad you made the time to come on the show and then I got a chance to get to know you better. Um, I really really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you so much, Jen. This has been really a pleasure. Really glad I got the opportunity to highlight, you know, some of the work that, you know, I've been doing and the beneficiaries especially the Rosemary Kaywitter Foundation. Uh, definitely wish you all the success with this new venture. And, um, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you promote your work, please. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I can, and I can always use another right and left brain person on my side. Um, so thanks, Dwight. Well, you know, that's another episode of CN Free Studio. Please visit us and subscribe at cnfreestudio.com. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find us just about anywhere. So please take a moment, subscribe, and come back and see us. Yeah.